There's a kick. It is up. It is no good. No one missed. I think we got a heck of a shot of winning. We beat anybody in the world, and I think we're going to win next Sunday. Eli Manning stays on his feet, airs it out down the field. It is caught by Tyree. All you non-believers disrespect us. Talk crap about the defense like we ain't the third best defense in the league. See you in Pittsburgh. Can't wait. Fitzpatrick. And so, Eric Decker holds it in. The Jets win in overtime. And the New York Giants, given the last rights by many in December, are the Super Bowl champs in February. This is NFL Friday. Going long on all news, reaction, and game picks for the Giants, Jets, and across the NFL on WFUV Sports. Welcome into NFL Friday, WFUV Sports' exclusive NFL podcast. I'm Bridge Gotham alongside Joe Masters, Ryan Whiteman, and gentlemen, we have a lot to talk about. It's the NFL world today at Fordham, last day of classes. I think we all just got out of our last classes for first semester, so a bit of relief, although finals are coming up, the World Cup's going on, but today we're going to hone on NFL football, and last night, the Rams and the Raiders played, and I don't know if you guys caught the ending, um, because the Raiders were up 16-3 to with, like, I'd say, like, five minutes left in the game, I think. I mean, it, like, it looked like the game was over, so you know what I did? I went down, I threw in a load of laundry, it's a big load of laundry, so, you know, filling up a bunch of different washers. And by the time I get upstairs, I see the Rams lining up for an extra point to win the game with 10 seconds left. And I was shocked. I was like, well, what did I miss? And I missed Baker Mayfield leading the Rams on a 98-yard game-winning drive just two days after he signed with the Rams, who needed a quarterback. Just a great story overall. Just want to hear you guys' thoughts on that and just in general, Baker Mayfield, man. Yeah, you loaded your laundry. I went to sleep. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then I woke up and obviously saw 100 Twitter notifications. And I'm like, oh, no, what happened? Um, yeah, I mean, terrific uh, for football, for fans, for that ending. Um, Baker, obviously, on a new team. He should be kind of, he started to be trashed in the media now. I mean, kind of getting thrown around uh, with Cleveland and then Carolina and ends up in the hands of Sean McVay, like you said, two days and he leads a game-winning drive, wins on Thursday night football. Um, and you saw him in the, in the locker room getting the game ball. He was fired up, screaming. I'm um, happy for Baker. Uh, this is great for the NFL. And I believe they play the, the Broncos next week, which makes that now actually a watchable game, thankfully, that we've seen something from the Rams and Baker. So, yeah, it was definitely exciting and uh, great for the NFL. Yeah, it was. I didn't watch too much of it. I didn't really get to the ending um i i don't believe the rams have a chance at the playoffs now is that i'm pretty sure it's, I, it's yeah I, I don't, they were three yeah, and nine i think I, they're four and nine it's, it's now. not looking good yeah so yeah i don't think they have a chance currently um but yeah no it's definitely interesting um i don't know if this will complicate things with stafford I, i'm not sure when he's supposed to come back or anything but um yeah the rams have been playing pretty terrible this year so <laughs> it, it was definitely a breath of fresh air for the offense yeah certainly and then for the the Raiders just another sort of meltdown and man they really can't catch a break because this team has a lot of weapons you talk yeah. about a solid starting quarterback in Derek Carr a wide out in Devontae Adams who you got this offseason who was Aaron Rodgers best friend on the field and he's he's still produced you know he's over a thousand oh, yards insane. I believe yeah. and then couple that with Josh Jacobs who's been a fantasy monster and who's had the best season of his career I mean you have a really great offense there but just for some reason, you just choke down the stretch, and you just can't get it done. So, of course, the final on that one was Raiders 17, or pardon me, the Rams 17, the Raiders 16. Kind of a mid-off in terms of records. Um, and at this time of the season, as we kind of turn the page to the Sunday slate, right? So we're week 14, we're in December. Now there's real playoff implications. What I mean by that is that, like, a win or a loss could could significantly change whether or not a certain team will make the playoffs. And I think one of those teams is the New York Football Giants. And the Giants, last week, they tied against the Washington Commanders in, in a very frustrating uh, game in which they should have won. And 
you know, we'll talk more about that in a second because I know Joe Masters over here, a Washington Commanders fan, will give his side of the story. Um, but I think for both teams, who they they both really needed a win. There was a stat before the game that was like, the chances of the losing team making the playoffs of this game will drop from like 70% to 30%, and neither team lost. So now the Giants with seven wins are taking on the best team, at least record-wise, in the league in the Philadelphia Eagles at home. They're seven-point dogs. And if the Giants can somehow pull this one out, I mean, that would change the course of their season because they still have to see Philly twice, Washington on the road, Minnesota on the road. Colts at home is that only game that you're like, oh, maybe they could win that, but not an easy stretch down the, uh, not an easy path down the stretch for the Giants. No, definitely not. And um, yeah, I don't even know. I I just had an hour period of wondering what a tie even meant last week, um, and I think the players and both teams felt that as well. Um, yeah. Yeah, and like you said, this is a crucial period for, for a lot of teams in the NFL, and, and specifically the Giants. I mean, no one expected them to be in this position entering the season, and now they find themselves with a tough stretch of games coming up. You wanted to win that game, and we'll get into that later about what happened and everything. That was just a loaded game. Um, but, yeah, every game is important. they got a big divisional game coming up uh, this weekend, and they're definitely dogs in that game for sure. Um, but... You know, like we've seen crazier things have happened with the Eagles, losing to my team, so I'm going to say. Um, but, yeah, it'll be interesting to see what happens on Sunday. Yeah, so I didn't actually watch this game. I was hooked on the Jets game the entire time. So I don't I blame you. Kind of had it going back and forth. Um, but, yeah, no, the Giants, I don't. I think they kind of benefited from a lousy, record, uh, lousy schedule early on. I think they just got kind of lucky. I don't, I don't think they have too much going in the way of offense. I think... I don't know. I think they're a complicated team because they they show that they can play really good really good football, but there's then there's games like these where like things just don't really work. And I I don't I think they just need more talent. Like they need more receiving talent. They definitely need a better quarterback. And I mean, yeah, it was definitely interesting. I don't it, it definitely make, complicates things for the postseason. No, uh good things and bad things for the Giants. They started the season 7 and 2. Yeah. which was unbelievable. Of course, nobody saw that coming, right? You open the season with a statement win against the Titans on the road where you go for two at the end of the game and win. You know, you beat the Panthers at home, you lose to the Cowboys, but then, you know, a lot of opponents that aren't that good, uh, you look at the Bears, right, the Jaguars, the Texans. They were 7-2 and two going into the Lions game at home, and the Lions beat them handily. Then they go and they lose on Thanksgiving to the Cowboys, and then they tie against the Commanders. So definitely the last three weeks has just been kind of a downward spiral for the Giants. Now, they, they didn't lose all three. They tied that last game. But it, it's really tough. You talk about offense. Daniel Jones has had a good season, I would say. Saquon Barkley's back to form, but they don't have any dependable wideouts. Yeah. You look at a guy like Darius Slayton's probably been their most dependable guy, the guy that's been the most healthy for them. And if you say to yourself, hey, Darius Slayton's the, the number one guy for me, I don't know if that's the best thing for my team. You draft a guy like Wandale Robinson, he comes in, he plays for a little bit, he gets hurt, he's out for the season, ACL. Kenny Galladay is not the same player. He's been hurt even when healthy. He's not been effective at all. He's not the same player as he was in Detroit. And you look at their other wideout talent. Sterling Shepard had an awesome start to the season those first two games. But he, he had that horrible injury uh, against the Cowboys in Week 3. He's been out ever since. So the Giants have been stretched very thin. They're starting guys like David Sills. Um, you know, this guy named Marcus Johnson off the practice squad got, got some minutes. Like, that's the hardest part because the Giants' defense has played really well. You, you know, for the most part, they they haven't given up a whole lot of points. You saw it against the Commanders last week. Uh, tough first quarter, but then they held him for a while, and then there was that fourth and four where Heineke goes outside the pocket and delivers the pass to Curtis Samuel, and that's when my, when my heart sank, and I was like, oh, wait, like, we just had a chance to put this one away. We as in the Giants, and... You don't, and then you see, what's his name, the guy from Penn State, Jahan Dotson, does this spin move off the Giants defender, takes it to the house for 20 yards, and before you know it, it's a tie game. And then overtime, just the, you know, Joe, like, talk about those punts. Like, each team looked like they were having a chance, and it just didn't materialize. Yeah, I mean, it's like it's like a punting clinic competition of sorts. I mean... I think it was frustrating on both ends from you and my all commanders and Giants fans. I guess I think both fans wanted to see their teams be more aggressive in those situations. Um, and 
and both both teams gave this game away, in my opinion. I mean, yeah, that's a good way of putting it, actually. Yeah, I mean, you have well, number one. It, it was just a penalty fest all afternoon. I mean, that was just every play. You see yellow on the screen, yellow on the on the field. It's frustrating. Um, you look. I mean, you look towards the Giants. John Feliciano had that taunting penalty towards the end of the game, which yeah. really just soured uh, their fourth quarter. And you know, and you look towards overtime, like you mentioned. Um, it's not like they didn't have chances. The commanders had the ball in Giants territory in overtime, fresh set of downs. They run it two times, stuffed. Giants go all out blitz on third down, screen to Curtis Samuel, doesn't go anywhere, punt. I mean, the play calling, I think, on both sides was suspect. And just, you know, a lack of aggression from, from both coaching staffs. Um, and, I mean, you've pointed out the lack of talent for the Giants uh, on the offense side of the ball. I, I would say both teams are like almost in their play styles identical just playing each other run heavy and pretty good defenses and guess what happened it was a tie so it'll be interesting to see what happens next week but yeah big game sunday night football huge game yeah it even got flexed into sunday night football so the nfl is really looking forward to this game um but yeah it's just someone's got to win i do not think they can tie twice so it'll be interesting to see what happens yeah, and I mean, that fourth quarter, the Giants win the toss. I mean, that overtime, the Giants win the toss, the whole stadium erupts. You're like, oh, man, they're going to win this football game. Yep. Four plays, you know, three and out. Boom. And, I'm, and you're thinking to yourself, oh, man, Washington, they only need a field goal now, right? Because that's the rule. If the first team doesn't score, then all it takes is any any points on the board will end it. Commanders run five plays and punt. So you're like, oh, man, Giants are going to get it back. Seven plays for 36 yards. And this, to me, was the most controversial point of the game. And, and Dable talked about it after the game, which is when they had a fourth and four on the 45-yard line, the commander's 45-yard line. And that would have been a 62-yard field goal for Gano, Or a fourth and three, pardon me. It would have been a 62-yard field goal for Gano, Or, I don't know, here's an idea. Maybe go for it on fourth and three. Trust your offense to go for it on fourth and three. But what he did instead, he took a delay a game penalty, made it fourth and eight from the 50, and he punted it. And while that decision paid off short-term, like they pinned him down deep, Kayvon Thibodeau sacked Heineke on that next possession, forced a three and out, and the Giants got the ball back again. You know, if the Giants had gone for it and just gotten it on fourth and three, I'd say, you know, break out the playbook. Mike Kafka, give me your best play, fourth and three. Get three yards, right? Get those three yards. Get first and ten from the 42-yard line, and you still have, like, two minutes left in the game. Whereas the Giants, they had to stop the Commanders again, and by the time they got the ball back, there was like less than a minute left. There was like 30 seconds left. And while they were able to run a couple plays, they set up Gano in only a slightly better position that they would have been in in the first place. And unfortunately, he wasn't able to make the kick. The, the wind was pushing pushing the other way. So what Dable said after the game was, you know, that was the reason why we didn't go field goal. The wind was not in our favor. You know, it wouldn't have made sense. And he said, well, why, why didn't you just go for it he said that he didn't want the commanders to just take over from there and only have to go 20 yards I understand that but uh, Dan Duggan of of the athletic he asked Dable he's like well you went for two on the road against Tennessee like you you know you've taken risks it's paid off it's part of the personality of this team and Dable's like it's later in the season now you know it's different blah 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 and I was like oh it's just a little frustrating it's like you should go for it there and he's like divisional round divisional game I don't know it's uh leaves a sour taste in your mouth at 2020 but Let's move on. Let's let's talk about the Jets. Tough one to the Vikings last week, right? They played, yeah, they played the Vikings. I want to talk about this Bills game this weekend because they're 10-point underdogs. It's at Buffalo, but the Jets dismantled the Bills at home, and that's when they had Zach Wilson. I'd argue Mike White's a better quarterback than Zach Wilson. The team has rallied around him. So what? how's this game going to go? Yeah, so like I said last time, I'm— huge fan of Mike White. I really think that he's the exact guy that that Jets offense and the Jets team really needed because you could tell that Zach Wilson really didn't have the team anymore. They were losing games in really terrible fashion, which a team at that caliber should not be losing. And I, I, I think he's been their guy from the beginning and it felt like a mistake to start Joe Flacco over him in the beginning of the year. With that being said, I'll admit the Vikings' performance wasn't wasn't great. It was it was pretty it was really it was better than I think people gave them credit for. But the problem is they went to the red zone six times and only got a touchdown once. Yeah. Now I don't know if that was something with play calling, something with coaching, because White for the most part was moving the ball very well. Not nothing. 
nothing no, nothing in terms of a downgrade in terms of his passing quality or anything like that. It was just something in the red zone just wasn't working. Yeah, and I mean, like you said, if you're a Jets fan, you regardless of the what happened, the ending, you got to love the fight from Mike White. I mean, that's not even trying to rhyme there, but the guys rally around him, um, and that's a powerful thing, you know. That's an overlooked thing in football. Uh, he might not be the most talented quarterback in the league, but having that locker room is crucial towards, you know, they're making a playoff run. You like, and you've seen the the downside of having a quarterback who doesn't have control over the locker room. Looking back at Zach Wilson, the, the wide receivers just gave up on him. So, yeah. even though that Barrios drop kind of hurts. Um, yeah, really thought that game. Off, yeah, yeah. Um, you gotta, yeah. you know, they they had more chances, and you got to look at the positives in this loss. You go into Minnesota, a team that's, you know, really a Super Bowl contender in the NFC. Yeah, easily the two seed. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I mean, can go toe to toe with any team in that conference, and you got guys like, and suddenly Elijah Moore is back to getting the ball, which is great for everyone, and Garrett Wilson looks like a, a budding superstar. Great um, pick. I Great. think at I mean, the he rate he's awesome. going now, he might be a rookie of the year contender if yeah. he keeps putting up these kinds of numbers. I mean, who else? Like, yeah, I mean, a lot of them got injured. Brees Hall too. Like, yeah, I mean, Brees Hall looked like he could be rookie yeah. of the year. Um, yeah, Garrett Wilson's really I mean, the only you, one you, left. You could have the offensive rookie of the year and the defensive rookie sauce, of the year. Sauce, man. Yeah, sauce yeah. too. Like, yeah. Yeah. So, the Jets, uh, sort of not similar play style, but sort of with the, like the Giants came in, coming in the season with little expectations. Yeah. And then they're playing well. They got a new quarterback to rally behind. I'm sure, you know, if they could choose whether or not the success would be given to Mike White or Zach Wilson, you want to have Zach Wilson. You invested such a high pick in him. But it is what it is. You are right now. And Jets fans and and being close to Jets fans, being in New York, they want the playoffs. They're dying for the playoffs. So it doesn't matter if I'm back there hauling passes, catching passes, throwing passes. They just want to make it to the playoffs. And I like their chances. Yeah, um, I really think Mike White is their guy to make it into the playoffs. I, I, I really think that if they try to bring back Zach Wilson, I, I don't think it's going to go over well. Not this season. No, I, I don't. But even next season, like, yeah, what do you I do? Because, I mean, you saw the same thing last year. Like, every, like, pretty much everyone in New York, myself included, just fell in love with Mike White almost immediately in that Bengals game. Right. Because he just was su- such a breath of fresh air for that offense. He was throwing to people that... that no one had ever heard of, like nine to ten players were getting ball, getting passes in games that he plays in, and he's still doing that now. And he just made that offense explode, and really just helped out that defense to really work. And he's, he's joking around in the uh, press conferences with uh, his own wide receivers with Elijah Moore a couple of days ago. Yeah. So it's obvious he has the support of that locker room. Yeah, um, I really think the Jets just they have to. As hard as it is, I think they got to move on from Zach Wilson. I'm not saying Mike White, he might be their guy of the future. I don't know, but I don't think Zach Wilson is ever going to be. How there. old is Mike White? I don't even know. Is he, he still? Is, in... He was drafted in the same class as Zach Wilson. I think. Oh, is he? Okay, yeah. I didn't. I didn't know that. Yeah, he was drafted by the Colts, I believe. Probably a lot later, I would assume. He, he is yeah. 27 years old. He's a little older. Yeah. Hey, you know, you yeah. see Tom Brady playing in his 50s, so yeah. you never know. <laughs> right. Yeah. No, I really think he's their best chance of making it into the playoffs at this rate, and I. At the way things are going and the way the Bills have been playing, I think the Jets could definitely give them a run for their money. Because the Bills' yeah. offense, it's been good, but it's been a little weaker this year. It has. I'm interested why a 10-point spread in favor yeah. of the Bills is a lot, considering what the Jets did to the Bills early. I know it's at Buffalo, but, I mean, you still, like, yeah. you'd think Buffalo is favored, but, I mean, 10 points is a lot in the NFL to give them. Yeah, exactly. I mean, but like you said, Mike White has the support of, his, of the locker room. The Jets culture, it's good, and I'd say, Joe, what you said about the Jets, like they just want playoff football by any means necessary. Um, the Giants, they want that too. Like New York is just hungry for playoff football, even if it's like you know the team isn't going to go to the Super Bowl, but just give me one game, right? Give yep. me a game to watch in January, and I know like now the season actually goes into the second week of January. I used to say I want to play in January. Now everyone plays in January, but the phrase still – you know, means what it means. You yeah. want to play late January football. That's what you, you want. You want to play multiple games in January. Yes, exactly, yeah, I right? I to see Mike White leading him into the playoffs, and I think at the way things are going Could now, be fun. especially yeah. if they win at Buffalo or even if they lose at Buffalo, I think he's their guy to go with right. because the fans love him, the team loves him, and I I don't think – I know Salah has said that 
he still wants to bring Zach Wilson back, but I just don't see how that that could happen, especially if the Jets win, because then they are legitimately in playoff contention. I would definitely say Salah likes him. Just looking at this now, fifty-seven passing attempts for Mike White. Yeah, on no, Sunday. he had a great day. He yeah. just. They, just de- they definitely the trust zone, him. Yeah, they went to the red zone six times, and he was throwing the ball really well. Mm-hmm. He only hit the two interceptions he had. That one was a deflected pass, and the other one was on the last play of the game. So, it's not like he was just throwing them willy nilly. But, you know, I, I feel like yeah, just going to the red zone six times and only be able to convert once. You know, it definitely felt like something was wrong. Something was I, they either they weren't calling the plays right, something with the coaching, or something. I don't know. Just something wasn't right. Yeah, I mean, when you look at the standings, the playoff standings as they stand today, the Jets are that last team in. They're number seven. Yeah. Seven and five record. The next team, the first team out, New England Patriots, six and six. The Chargers also at six and six after that. Yeah. Browns, five and seven. You know, a lot of teams that probably aren't going to make the playoffs. But the reason why I listed those two teams, the Chargers and the Patriots, those are the teams that down the stretch are going to be fighting for that last playoff spot along with the New York Jets because – in order for the Jets to move up, they'd have to have a better record than the Miami Dolphins, who are eight and four, so they're a game up on them, or the Cincinnati Bengals, who are eight and four and a game up on them. And I just I see the both the Bengals and the Dolphins winning probably more games than the Jets down the stretch. So the Jets likely would be that seven seed, and they would likely draw a matchup against either Buffalo or Kansas City in that first round. And I'd say either team, despite being on the road, the Jets could give them a run for their money. Absolutely. And Jets fans could. I mean, they travel well, right? I mean, like they get a good showing there. I mean, yeah. that could be fun. And then on the other side, the Giants, they're holding on to the sixth seed. Uh, Seahawks are seven. Washington's eight. After that, it's not really a threat from any team. Lions five and seven. They'd kind of have to win out to even have a shot. But really, it's the Giants are fighting with the Seahawks and the Commanders for sort of that last bottom uh, to get into the playoffs. So that's playoff picture as we look at it right now. But let's get into our picks for this week, and then we'll wrap up. Save the Giants and Jets for last Let's just start with this 1 o'clock game. The Browns visiting the Bengals. Remember, they played on Halloween. Yeah. I think the Browns won that game, if I'm not mistaken, right? Um, It was ugly. I remember that. I just remember this. I think it, it, was very, very it didn't go the way I, I thought no. it Yes, the Browns, they they beat the Bengals by a score very, of 32-13. to yeah, 13. Very big defensive game. So, uh, revenge time for the Bengals, who have gotten a lot better or who have yeah. figured out who they are, right? Yeah, they had a bit of a Super Bowl hangover. Um, now they're... They're back uh, to, to what they thought. Jamar Chase is back. Browns visiting the Bengals. Cincinnati gets five and a half. What do you guys think? I, I got to like the Bengals here. I mean, I feel like that's an easy pick. Um, I, I, obviously, getting Deshaun Watson back brings a lot of uh, dynamics to this team. Uh, he's a, he's, what everyone has to say about him off the field, it's probably warranted, but he is a very talented quarterback. Um, and you saw the rust against Houston. It was not pretty. It was basically the, the Browns' defense won that game. Um, oh, yeah. but won my fantasy game too, like thirty <laughs> points. Yeah, so ridiculous. So I, Bengals at home. I think the Bengals are a pretty safe pick here. Um, but I will say, I don't know if it's going to happen this season considering their record. Uh, but when Deshaun Watson, I mean, how much money they're guaranteeing him? Once that rust kind of falls off and he's locked in, that that Browns team could be pretty scary with that running attack that they got. They got the weapons. They got the defense. So not this week, but going forward, I like the Browns. Yep. Yeah, I definitely think Bengals is a pretty easy one to go with. Their offense is surging. Jamar Chase is back and going going all out. I'm is Mixon coming back this week or no? Yeah, I, I, he I think he's off the injury report. Yeah, I okay. So that yeah, they got Mixon back now. Yeah, he's back. That offense is really at full steam. I don't think the Browns stand a chance. Honestly, I I, I don't know. I just didn't really see much out of Deshaun Watson. I I I wasn't really surprised. I mean, he hasn't played in two years, so. That's what that I might said, have had something like, to do with yeah, it. I don't know. It has been like to be that good. 700 days. Yeah, it's yeah. been a long time, man. Yeah, so no matter we'll how see talented how that you goes, are. But, yeah, no, I take I say Bengals. Because he hasn't been around the team either, right? I yeah. mean, maybe he no, practiced like a week before. And that's in Houston, so it's got to Yeah, there's gotta some have, other yeah. external factors there. Like, you get you think, you know, he goes through a normal training camp next, next year. He goes through that normal process, gets acquainted with the team, the coaching staff and everything. And, you know, assuming all the off-the-field stuff goes away, uh, for him, I'm sure he hope I'm sure he hopes it does, um, but that remains to be seen. Um, so yeah, we're gonna move on to the next game. I'm gonna take the Bengals in that one. Um, yeah, so I'm gonna take I'm take the Bengals in that game. Uh, we're gonna look at the Texans and the Cowboys. The Dallas Cowboys are favored by 17. It's at Dallas. 
I don't know if the Texans fans are going to be making that drive up to Dallas. I think we don't have to beat around the bush here. No. Dallas, 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 right? Yeah. Okay, let's yeah. move on. 17 points, I think, is generous, to be honest. <laughs> I really wanted to take the Texans here, but, you know. I mean, Texans no plus 17. I thought they had something going Mills for Mafia, a little man. bit, but no. Texans, they got nothing. Mills Mafia. I mean, they don't even know what quarterback they want to go with. <laughs> yeah. They're a mess. Yeah, no, they got nothing. Here's my matchup of the week. One of my matchups of the week. This might be the most anticipated game of the week. Vikings at Lions. The Lions are favored by two. Yep. Yeah. I kind of agree with that. And, like, this could yeah. be a really good game. I love the Lions. I mean, Lions. classic NFC North matchup. Uh-huh. Vikings have won a lot of games. And got the World Cup on Messi. He just hit a penalty kick. Uh, so, Argentina, Netherlands in, in, in extra time here. or Penalty kicks. So, we're watching the other version of football that they call it around the country. But we're going to return to the NFL now. I, th- I like the Lions in this game. Yeah. I think that they've been playing so well. I think that Dan Campbell has captured the locker room. You saw it in Hard Knocks. You saw it in the training camp. And then at the beginning of the season, it's like, oh, you know, the Lions, same old Lions. But they've pieced together so many wins. I saw it firsthand when they beat up on the Giants. The Lions could win this football game. And, hey, I said before they'd probably have to win out to make the playoffs. But even if they don't make the playoffs, like, this is something they can legitimately build on. Yeah. If they beat the Vikings, they have the, they're at the Jets – you know, maybe they beat the Jets. Who knows, right? Uh, then they're at the Panthers, Bears, and, and Packers. Those are all games you can win if you're the Lions. So, not saying they're going to make the playoffs, but I'm saying they could finish the season strong and have a lot of momentum going into next year. Do either of you think Minnesota's going to win this game? Um, I think it's going to be a shootout. It's going to be um, close, yeah. Yeah. Speaking of shootout, I mean, that's what we're, <laughs> that's yeah, what we're exactly. watching right now. Yeah, no. Um, yeah, it's going to be one one serious shootout. Like, I think St. Amon Ross St. Brown, I really think he's, like, He's he's contending with Justin Jefferson to be one of the best wide receivers in the league. I think he's just explosive on that offense. He's their best receiver by far. And DeAndre Swift's so finally finally getting it going too, so that's good to see. And Jamal Williams, the touchdown merchant. Yeah. Our touchdown king. Yeah, Jamal Williams too in that red zone. He's just unstoppable. I think it's going to be a shootout, but honestly I prefer the Lions. Um, I think the Vikings last week, that second half was pretty terrible, to be honest. They only scored, I think, what six points. Like, the Vikings, oh, against the Jets. Yeah, in the second half, they didn't. They barely scored. Yeah, they scored seven points in the fourth quarter. That's it. Yeah. So Justin Jefferson, ten yard uh, yeah, pass they, from. Yeah, Kirk the Jets Cubs. really got their number in the second half, and honestly, I think the Lions just have such an explosive offense. It's going to be hard to stop. I love the Lions. But this feels like – I know they have the momentum. I know. But this feels like one of those games where it gets close and then the Lions kind of find a way to Lions. Um, yeah, that could happen. That's true. But I could just – I can just changed see a little bit. It has, I know. They, for winners of four straight, they're, they're rolling. But uh, I don't and know. And they played the Bills. Um, and this, this penalty shootout is crazy <laughs> right now. Um, but, but when I, they paid the Bills on Thanksgiving, sorry to cut you off, like no, you know that they all, they could have won that game if they gave Josh yeah. Allen a little bit less time at the very end. Yeah, they were a few minutes away. Like they they easily could have won that. Yeah. The, the Lions are a good football team. I'm not trying to take yeah. that away from them. Yeah. Um, but I mean, the Vikings are also nine and two. They're they're uh, I think they're ten and two. Ten now, and two actually. now. Yeah. 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 No, they're a good they're, team. They're, they're, yeah. yeah. I feel like the, they're two losses though. They yeah. Bad. That's why I think they yeah. kind of get this. It's not, and that Cowboys it's kind of a, loss is just weird hate. to me. Like, because yeah. they, because the Vikings aren't a bad team. Like, they're not. I wouldn't call them fraudulent. Like, look at the players they have. Look, I mean, Justin Jefferson is probably the best wide receiver in all of football. Um, it's just the games that they've lost have have less left that sour taste in people's mouths. Right. Where, like, you look at their record, you're like, wow, this is a great team. And then you watch them go out, get blown out against Dallas at home. And then the Eagles as well. I think it was like week two or week three. It wasn't it was like, even close. Yeah. Yeah. So. I don't know. I think it'll be, like you said, a shootout. Got a shootout on right now. Yeah. Um, it's gonna be a close game. Uh, but I'll, I'll, you know, I'll be oppositional. I'll take the the Vikings here. Uh, to, to, to have that experience, close it out at the end. Okay. So here's a probably a game that less people are talking about. We got the Jaguars visiting the Titans. Titans are getting three and a half. Titans. I mean, they they need. I mean, they're seven and five. They're in good shape right now. But of course, you gotta keep winning these games if you're going to win the, uh, what is it, the AFC South, I believe. Yeah, I am hammering anything Titans this week. Um, <laughs> all the Derrick Henry overs. Especially with the Jaguars. Didn't they lose Trevor Lawrence? It's questionable. It's questionable. Yeah, Derrick Henry, 
this is a well-known thing for anyone that plays fantasy football. Derrick Henry is the official owner of the Jaguars. Oh, uh, yeah. I got this up here. 213 carries, 1,143 yards. This is just against the Jaguars. Just, yeah, this is just against the Jaguars. Who he sees Fi- twice a year. That's it. Jeez. 15 touchdowns. So 1,100 yards, 15 touchdowns in 11 games. That's 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 an all pro. That's all pro for seventeen games. So he owns the Jaguars. It's in Tennessee. Uh, I'm you know I'm liking this matchup for the Titans um, and for Derrick Henry in particular. Yeah, I don't see much out of the Titans really in terms of like long term playoff potential. But yeah, no, I, I think they got this game pretty handedly, especially with Derrick Henry. Yeah. So we'll see what Derrick Henry can do. Um, he's gonna have to lead. He's gonna have to lead this. Oh my gosh! They just Tennessee missed. They just team. missed the yeah. penalty kick. Oh my gosh! This is, this is coming got, down to the wire here, guys. Like this is this is not. Drama going on here. Sorry. Um, but <laughs> oh, yeah, man. If you're listening to me, how do you miss that? Hammer the Titans this week. The Titans probably will take care of business against Jacksonville. And we got a classic uh, matchup here in the AFC: Ravens Steelers at Steelers. Ravens without their guy Lamar Jackson. Uh, they're giving Pittsburgh two points at home. Minus two there. Yeah. I don't know. I feel like the Ravens, Tyler Huntley is not, not that bad as a quarterback. I think he, he can, you know, fill in for. Uh, yeah, he's no Mike White. <laughs> he, he's no Mike White, and Netherlands just scored there. So this big, big kick coming up here. Um, what do you guys think, Ravens-Steelers? I like the Ravens, I think. Um, yeah. yeah, I'm gonna go. I'm going to go Steelers, I think. I don't know. They've, got, they've gotten something going recently. I, I think, I, I don't know, the Ravens have not really been impressing me much for the majority of the year, to be honest. Um, Steelers, not really either. But honestly, I think when it gets down to it, I think it's a toss-up. I'm going to go Steelers. Yeah. I'm going to take the Steelers as well. Um, I don't think Huddley has any friends on this team. and I'm not saying that he's not well-liked. I'm saying that he has no one to throw to or hand the ball off to. This Ravens offense is putrid in terms of having people to do things for them. So, and that Steelers defense is bad, and Kenny Pickett has improved uh, as the year has gone on. You know, I like this as kind of an interdivision statement win at home for the Steelers and kind of a lost year, but, you know, you're building that team up. Right, and Argentina, Argentina is going there. on. There oh, go. my goodness. Went the other way on that. Wow. Unbelievable. Wow, that was what, – what an ending there. I mean, for the Netherlands to come back like that, like that that goal I think was the eleventh minute of stoppage time. That's crushing for the Netherlands. Man. They they fought hard, but I'm gonna switch back to real football now. Chiefs Broncos starting in the late window here. Chiefs minus nine on the road. Broncos three and nine have looked horrible. They averaged yeah. the least amount of points scored. I think that's under fourteen. Yeah. More bathrooms in Russell Wilson's house than the number of touchdown passes he has this season is is the funny thing that's always trending. Um. Yeah, this game's gonna be painful. The Broncos. I think, think the Chiefs are just gonna carve it up. Yeah, I think I it's mean, gonna be. I, I hope it's not gonna be like a like a painful Broncos game because their defense is like frustratingly good. So they keep most teams they play to very few scores. Hopefully that doesn't happen. I hope the Chiefs roll all over. Yeah, I follow uh, on Twitter Benjamin Albright for some reason. I don't know why, but he's the lead Broncos uh, analyst on Twitter. Oh boy! And I got his notifications on, and it's just it's just depressing. The Broncos just are not good at football. No. Uh, defense is pretty good, but man, Russell Wilson's just going through the ringer this year and, and just yeah. getting trashed on. Um, yeah, there. I've tried to ca- tune into some games. It's just a, not a fun sight to to watch a Broncos yeah, game. No, so. I mean, yeah, I'm a Seahawks fan. You know, there's a lot of that's lot what of, I was about to say. Stuff up in the air, <laughs> like you know, go, Russell r- losing him. Like you know, you got to be feeling pretty good about that trade. Yeah, no, that was that was looking fantastic. Now we're gonna get an amazing first round pick next year. Like, can't complain about that. Yeah, yeah. I was literally about to say. I think the funniest thing ever is yeah, is looking at like, the the yeah. trade grade yeah, for exactly. that trade, like the day it happened, and it was like they said. Like Seahawks, like D minus or something. Yeah, what, what we now call it's a freezing like a cold. Yeah, probably one of the coldest takes of all time. And, and who knew that that it would turn out like this? Nobody did. Yeah, it's looking like yeah. trade Chief, of the year now. And like. Chiefs are looking for their 14th straight win over the Broncos. I didn't realize they had that sustained dominance over the years. They play them twice a year, so that means yeah. they've beat them every time for the last seven years. Yeah, I'd be wow. shocked if they didn't win. So <laughs> seven mean, years. Yeah. So basically, they haven't. Broncos haven't beat the Chiefs since Peyton Manning was there, pretty much. Yeah. Um, uh. So. It's not looking good. Can Russell Wilson save them? No. Probably not. No. <laughs> I got the Chiefs. We all have the Chiefs. 
Tom Brady's going home, right? He grew up in the, in the West Coast. He's playing San Francisco. Bucks win Monday night football, down 16-3. Brady does his thing. Um, just when you thought that they were out, they're back. Brady's 3-1 and one since the divorce. You look at Tom Brady here, 45 years old, man. 45. His team's at 6-6, six and six, and he's certainly, and by he, I mean the whole team is certainly benefiting from a weak NFC South. Yeah. Uh, they're they're at 500, but they lead the division and they lead it comfortably. Uh, behind them are the five and eight Atlanta Falcons, and then the four and eight Carolina Panthers, and the four and nine Saints. So, barring anything crazy, the the Bucks should win that division. But this is actually a really big game because San Francisco lost their starting quarterback in Jimmy Garoppolo. They have that guy. What's his name? Pur- Purdy. Brock Purdy. Brock Purdy. Right. Mr. Mr. Last. So pick last in the pick draft. in the draft Mr. starting. Relevant. Um. Stephen A. Smith says here the 49ers defense might might beat the Bucks by itself. And you know what? That could be right. Like, yeah. it's going to come down to the defense because who knows if this Brock Purdy guy can generate enough offense. Who knows? Like, you know, he's not been in the system. You have playmakers. You have a Christian McCaffrey. You yeah. have a Debo Samuel, right? Brandon Ayuk um, is really good, too. Brandon Ayuk, of course. He leads the team in, in receiving yards. Um, this is a hard pick for me to make. San Francisco's minus 3.5. They're the better team on paper. But something tells me, you know, Tom Brady grew up in the Bay Area. He grew up a 49er fan. I think he wanted to go to the 49ers when he left the Patriots, this and the Niners a, didn't want him. This is a revenge game a little bit. Yeah, for, for Tom it's a bit here. of a revenge game. Also, I think I saw in the documentary I watched ages ago, I think the Niners had the chance to draft him, like, late in the 2000 draft, like, when they were looking for a quarterback, and they picked some other dude instead of him. Yeah. And whoever that guy is, well, there's a reason I don't know his name, right? He never amounted to anything. So... A lot of things, you know, when you get under Brady's skin, he becomes a different animal. I have the Bucks in this game, uh, probably by just a field goal, though. Yeah. Um, I I was a pretty kind of he was pretty impressive considering, like his. I think he was either the last or close to the last pick of the draft this year. Um, he actually played very well considering, and um, he seems interesting. He's definitely a guy to watch. I don't know if he's going to continue what he did last week, but. We'll see. I think the Bucks' defense has been pretty laughable, laughable this year, so it, it should be interesting. I, I think I'm going to go San Francisco, honestly. I guess I have to break the tie yep. here. Um, yeah, I'm. You said I think you said I don't know how you described the NFC South. Would you say bad? I, I don't remember the word. Whatever, I used, whatever, but it's, whatever uh, it's too yeah. generous. That that division. Stinks. It, it, yeah. it puts the Bucks in a favorable position with a 500 record. I think I mean, it's the it best way of putting year, it. But now, like even even so. But, but I mean, when Drew Brees played for the Saints, right? I mean, they were they were good. Yeah. Um, <laughs> that was a while ago. Yeah. I mean, it wasn't that long ago, right? That's I mean, true, that was, like, yeah. three years ago he was playing for him. Yeah. Two years ago, even. Yeah, they're just their QB situation is terrible. Um, anyway, that division stinks. Although yeah. I, I I cannot I have a hard time betting against Brady, especially. In a revenge game, a homecoming game for him. Yeah, and and yeah, I, I like what Brock Purdy did uh, last week against the Dolphins. But your first career start against Tom Brady, a motivated Tom Brady, a divorced Tom Brady. Yeah, which is a different animal than what we've seen. He's in the three past. and one, and he should be four and zero. Oh. He blew that Browns game at the very end. Yeah, so, so I'm gonna take the Bucks here. They've been playing good football since yeah. then. I'm gonna take the Bucks here. They've been playing good football, like you said, riding that momentum off that 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 late t- uh, TD last week. And, and yep, and the divorce. The divorce is really helping Brady, it seems. And uh, yeah, re- motivated Brady, revenge, divorce, rookie QB. I like the Buccaneers in this game. So the one thing I was gonna say earlier, or at least the one thing I was saying earlier this season was, man, I really hope the Giants can finish second in the NFC East because that will likely get them the fifth seed, and that'll likely mean they play the winner of the NFC South, who will get the four seed yeah. and host a playoff game. And I was thinking. Oh wow, the Bucks are like three and five or whatever they were at the time, or maybe the Falcons could win. I'm like, if you're the Giants, that's the ideal matchup you want. Now Tampa Bay is starting to look a lot better. They don't look as good as they were when they won the Super Bowl or even close to that, but they look like a much more competent team. And now, hey, not so sure if you'd want to see them in the playoffs. Right now it'd be Dallas facing off against them at the if the season ended today. Dallas is really good, but Dallas scored three points against the Bucs in week one. So things have changed, but definitely some interesting storylines to note. We have three more games to get to. Panthers, Seahawks. Uh, Ryan, probably you have more to say about this than anybody, but Seahawks get three and a half. Tell me about it. Um, yeah, no, I'm gonna go Seahawks, and partially because I'm a Seahawks fan, but also um, 
Panthers have been definitely interesting. Um, I don't think they got much on the Seahawks, though. I was going to say, I'm surprised it's only a three-and-a-half-point spread. Uh, the Panthers are not a good football team. Yeah. yeah right? I mean, because when the Giants went on the road to play the Seahawks, uh, let me check to see what the spread was on that game. I think it was more. Uh, no, it was three points. Okay. But, like, same deal. I think the Giants are than the Panthers. Whatever. Um, I think Seattle should win this game easily. Uh, for me, it depends on the health of Kenneth Walker. He's questionable. I'm really hoping he comes back. Have you heard anything, like insider um, sources, stuff that you read up on? I more? don't know. <laughs> From what I understood, I thought it was going to be like – I thought it was going to be out for like one week. I'm not sure. Well, my fantasy season's on the line, so yeah. he better play. He better back. play. Um, he better I play, know, man. I know Metcalf was questionable. Yeah, he's I, questionable. A lot yeah. of guys questionable. Yeah, DJ Dallas. So yeah. It, we'll see where that goes. But – um. Yeah, no, when that offense is healthy, it's one of the best in the league. So yeah. hopefully it gets going, and as long as it does, they should be fine. Joe? Okay. You're not going to like this, but oh, this is my upset of the week. Oh, boy. Really? I am taking the Panthers. They looked – Sam Darnold looked pretty good last week. That's true. Against the Broncos. I don't know. You, you, heard, mean, you heard Steph Curry say that. Sam Darnold to uh, DJ Moore connection. So it's gotten some recognition. I like it, you know. I – Maybe Kenneth Walker doesn't play. Maybe DK Metcalf doesn't play, or they're limited while they're playing. And I don't know. I just kind of like this Panthers team. It seems like they play hard. Baker's gone now. I think he was kind of becoming a distraction for the team. And, you know, they get back Sam Darnold, who, like I said, he did look pretty good against a, as we acknowledged, a pretty decent, actually, a one, at one point, an elite defense in the Broncos, although I think they're shot just in general. Yeah. But. Yeah, it's so, one of the better ones, definitely. Yeah, for sure. Um, and, and he looked pretty good. And maybe this is just my hopeful thinking here as a Commanders fan, and kind of needing the Seahawks to lose a couple games to to, to ease the pressure off the wild card hunt. But um, no, I like the Panthers in this game. Yeah, okay. I was I was gonna say I saw a stat probably a couple weeks ago now that I think if the Broncos averaged like twenty points or even like nineteen points a game, they'd be like ten and two, or they'd. They basically have won almost every game they lost. Yeah, because their defense. Because their defense stellar. has been great. That, that isn't that crazy. Like that's just an unbelievable stat. Yeah. That if you score five more points in every game, like you 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 win most of them. Yeah, so they're, they're, their they've scored just nothing. They've scored sixteen points like five times. Yeah. Like they yeah. they just have yeah, they, issues. Yeah, Ugly man. Offense, just nothing. Yeah. So we got two games left, both prime timers. We'll start with Sunday night, Dolphins Chargers. Uh, really fun one there. Two teams fighting for the playoffs. Dolphins in a better position at eight and four, but the Chargers have more to play for. They're hosting, not much of a home field advantage because like the, so so like, not a home so field advantage. it's just not. It's a neutral site game at best for for everything. Like so, I said, and the Rams had the Super Bowl there. I'm like, yeah, it's a neutral site game. It would be a neutral site game in Texas. It'd be a neutral neutral site game here. That's just the way it is. Uh, there's just not a lot of real fans there. Chargers obviously were in San Diego for a long time. They've moved up, and then the Rams have their own problems. I think a lot of Dolphins fans will show up to this game. Yeah. Um, Miami's favored by three. Uh, they have a better record, but this could be a shootout. Really? Only by three? I know. That's what I was saying. When they're on the road. Yeah. So there's that. That's true. I mean, um, they did look pretty shaky against the 49ers, but yeah. I, I think that was just a fluke, honestly. I, I, I'm i hoping it's a fluke, and I'm saying I'm hoping because the Dolphins are a fun team to watch. It, oh, yeah, I'd, I'd like great. to see them go to the playoffs. Yeah. Um, Seeing prime Tyreek Hill is, ne- is never boring. Yeah, like, and it's really. amazing to see Tyreek going to another team, Mahomes still succeeding, and then Tyreek also succeeding. Like a, a, a parting of ways that – didn't necessarily hurt either party, which yeah, is no, kind of really nice. Yeah. Whereas the Devontae Adams thing, he's been good in in, in uh, yeah. not Oakland, uh, in Vegas. He's been good, um, but the Raiders haven't been good, and then the no. the Packers have gotten a lot worse. So that sort of just that that transaction didn't necessarily net a positive outcome for both parties. Whereas as the other one did for the Mahomes and Tyreek. So I thought that was interesting. Yeah, I'll cut to the chase here. I like the Dolphins in this game, but ah. Uh, Joe picked an upset. I got to pick an upset, too. I'm taking the Chargers. And I know it's not a crazy upset, but I like him to win, and I like him to win. Like, Justin Herbert, fourth quarter goes down. Maybe this game even goes to overtime, but it's like mm-hmm. Tariko and Collinsworth they are talking about it. You know, here's a guy, uh, you know, Mikey, this this Justin Herbert, unbelievable throw. Just seems like a last-second touchdown is in the works. Yeah. It's going to be a thriller. Yeah, I think um... – I think Chargers definitely not a great season. I think I still think Herbert's a really great quarterback, one of the best in the league by far. 
Um, I just think the team around him hasn't been as great as it could been, as it could be, especially losing Keenan Allen and Mike Williams for a large majority of the season. I think Williams is actually coming back now, so that might help. Um, definitely slim, slim chances of playoff contention at this rate. Hopefully they can turn it around in the last few weeks of the season. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, I honestly, I think I, I like the Dolphins a lot. I think that their, their offense has just worked way better this year. Like Tyreek Hill, he's, I, I think he's the highest producing wide receiver and he has very few touchdowns on the year. So that's, that's really saying something. And I think that whole offense with two at the head is really just pretty much unstoppable. Yeah, I'm going to take the Dolphins as well, just because uh, Chargers are just a weird team to me. So sometimes they show up, they look like Super Bowl contenders, and other times they just, you know, they, they don't. They get blown up by the Jaguars. Um, they lost 38-10, to 10, which I believe was week two or three. Yeah, so the Jaguars and a lot of change, I mean the Chargers rather, a lot of change over the season, um, obviously, but... Yeah, I'm taking the Dolphins here. Tyreek, amazing. Waddle, amazing. That connection's terrific. Tua's looked pretty good. He got to go up against a really tough defense on the road, so I'll give him a break there for that last week's performance. And, um, yeah, I'm taking the Dolphins here. Sweet. So we got one more game. Let me pull it up right now. Um, yeah, it's that, that's going to be a fun one. So the Monday night game here, Patriots-Cardinals. Yeah. A bit of a weird one. Um so Cardinal, uh, the Cardinals are the home team. Patriots are actually getting one and a half on the road, and Patriots have kind of been weird this season. Um, they had the co- the quarterback controversy for a little bit when Mac Jones got hurt early on in the season. Yeah. Uh, uh, ba- Bra- I was gonna say Brady because I mean New England Bailey yeah. Zappi kind of a comes in situation there too. But yeah, and Zappi was a little bit more exciting. Um, but the Patriots pieced together a few a few wins when they beat the Jets, the Colts, and then the Jets again three weeks in a row and you're thinking oh man maybe the Patriots could be good you know at that point they're sitting at six and four then they drop a tough one to the Vikings in a shootout on Thanksgiving and then they you know they they have no shot against the Bills you know the Patriots I talked about before they were the first team I think currently out in the playoffs in the AFC picture this game means a lot more to them than it does to the Cardinals who their season's basically over yeah I like New England in this game but I think just given that they're not that good, and I don't think the Cardinals are that good. This game's gonna be close. Yeah, I think um, the Cardinals' offense definitely found some life recently. James Conner is finally getting getting production going. I'm not sure what has been going on for the for the last few last weeks of the year, like all the the year, but he has just not been producing on the way he was last year. Kyler Murray definitely not the guy he was last year. The team in general just not really the team they were last year. Um, I think. Losing DeAndre Hopkins for 10 weeks was definitely did not help. But, you know, overall, I think the team hasn't really performed. But I think the Patriots got a good defense, but their offense just isn't doing much. So I'm going to go Cardinals. I also am taking the Cardinals here. They're coming off a bye week, uh, Monday night football game. So an extra day of rest uh, for them. So long break. That could negatively affect them. But, you know, I like Kyler Murray. Um probably not a popular take these days um but i don't know the patriots just kind of they got to be up there with the broncos is one of the more boring teams in the league so i don't think this is going to be a particularly exciting monday night football game but cardinals at home uh they always seem to play pretty decent at home i like kyler i like d hop that connection looks pretty good and uh that extra rest i feel like could be good because a lot of those guys were dealing with injuries and and whatnot uh leading up to that bye so Get them back healthy, and yeah, I think they take care of the Patriots here on Monday night. So I mean, that's gonna do it uh, for 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 this week. Was it fourteen? It's week fourteen slate here. Ah, man, this this is a it's a decent slate, but definitely a lot of games that could turn out as blowouts, like we talked about: Cowboys, Texans, uh, Chiefs, Broncos. But I'm looking at that Bucks 49ers yeah. game. I'm looking at that Lions Vikings game, and real quick. You know, we're almost out of time. Let's make our picks for the New York teams. Yeah. Let's go Giants-Eagles first. I'm saying Eagles, definitely. Yep, I got to go Eagles here just because I <laughs> want that Sunday night football game in two weeks to be extra interesting. Because uh, so you're, you're on a bye this week, right? We are on a bye, yep. so we need the Giants there to lose that game, get back to 7-5-1, five, and one, and then we have the showdown of the year in two weeks. So, yeah, I'm taking the Eagles. I got the Giants in this game. I think oh, they're going to bounce man. back. I uh, think there's a lot they can work I don't on. Know about that. You look about a run game that's really good. Daniel Jones flourishes. Jalen Hurts is just 
deer in the headlights out there at MetLife Stadium. It's too much for them. The Eagles take their second loss of the season. The New York football giants move closer to that elusive playoff spot that they've been looking toward. Get an eighth win. Giants win that. Okay, Jets-Bills. I'm going to go Jets. Um, honestly, I think for the most part, it I could see either team winning. And I think it's going to be close because Bills, like I said, offensively and defensively, a little bit shaky this year, to be honest. Um, I'm going to go Jets. I'm going to go Jets, especially with Mike White and Garrett Wilson going all out. I think, yeah, I'm going Jets. Yeah, I. this is a tough game because if you guys remember last year, Mike White – threw four interceptions against the Bills last year yeah. in 2021. And that was like, everyone was like, it's Mike White time, let's go. Mike White, new face of the, the, new face of the Jets, here we go. Yeah. And then he throws in that stinker. So, that was a very different Jets team. It was a very different Jets team. But that might lead to a more motivated Mike White to get revenge. Yeah, exactly. So that's why I'm taking the Jets this weekend. Yeah, I think this is really going to be the make-or-break game for him. Like, if he wins this... And if he win, if he if he, if he wins this, he's if he he's beats, the franchise. If he beats he's the, the <laughs> if he beats the Bills on the road in a crucial, I mean, you know what? They've already beat the Bills, so they have a double advantage yeah. over them. Yeah, I, mean, I don't think they're going to compete with him for the division, but that no, that matters. Still, something else that helps. Yeah. A yeah. win's a win. I am going to go with the Bills. I think the Jets will keep it really close, but I just think the Bills at home will make more plays. Excuse me, and the Bills the Bills will win that football game. Mm-hmm. With that being Smart said, pick. yeah. Conservative, but a smart pick, a yeah. likely pick. But with that being said, World Cup wrapped up today, or at least the games we watched. NFL season, uh, you know, these games are getting really important, man. Big games this weekend for both the Giants and the Jets, but that'll do it for this week's episode of NFL Friday. It's been a pleasure, guys. Joined here, Brian Whiteman, Joe Masters, behind the glass, Gino Alva, our producer. I'm Bridge Gotham saying so long. Enjoy your weekend of football. We'll see you next week on NFL Friday.